Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, welcome, welcome, Robert Murgatroyd, to your impromptu Friday beach edition. Aren't I supposed to do the intro? Uh, you are, but I felt like hijacking it today. Why? Because I want to. Okay. So last night, we went to Lewis Howe's Chasing Greatness premiere, and it was absolutely incredible because I feel like so many things came out of that movie for me, just thoughts. And one of them is honing in our message and honing in what is it that we really want to share uh, with the world and what direction do we want to take this? That's what I walked away pondering because Lewis's message is so clear and so concise that I feel like that's where we're lacking, to be honest. So Rob and I are having this conversation on message and you know we're on our weekly walk uh, by the ocean and business meeting and he started telling me, you know, if he would do a TED Talk, this is what it would be on. And it was so good. So I stopped him so we could do it as a podcast. So here we go. Three, two, one, action. Well, look, I, I don't have a TED Talk, TED Talk prepared. You didn't bring um, notes. And I'm not going to give you a tight 18 minutes that's going to blow you away. But the loose idea is at... 21, two or three years old, I was at that crossroads in life trying to figure out what the hell am I going to do with myself. And the decision I made was to come up with something that was going to make a lot of money. And I wanted that thing to be, to have some kind of significance, Why? like doctor, because I, I grew up in an environment that didn't have uh, a lot of significance. You know, dad was a truck driver and um, I wanted to be, I was around the other side of the tracks it was uh, an area called Forest Hills and everybody was a doctor or a lawyer and that was significance to me. So I thought, okay, well, 
I don't know if I'm smart enough to be an MD, but maybe I could be one of those chiropractors. How did you get? How did you get that idea? So my brother said to me, "Who's an attorney? Who's who was at the time either about to go into law school or was in law school, and you know said you should be a chiropractor. They make a lot of money. Um, you can get to have the name doctor, and uh, you'll uh, you'll have a good life. And so I thought, okay, well, why not? And so the decision was made very haphazardly. And before I knew it, I was enrolled in school. And in Georgia. In Georgia. And when I got out, I started practicing. And here's the thing. There was never, ever a deep passion or a deep love for what I was doing. And so with that, when it came to having an office meeting, as an example, it was me you know, having to motivate myself to motivate the troops. When it came to, you know, going out marketing to get new patients, it was me having to not come from a place of, you know, inspiration, like, oh my God, I get to do this and I love to do this. You didn't choose this based on passion, what you would love to do when you grow up. You chose this to chase the dollar and to have a nice life, right? Yeah, and what it what it wound up doing was it wound up having me leaning heavily on systems that other, other chiropractors created that I can duplicate because I didn't have the the inspiration or the vision that was that was exciting that was inside of me to want to you know create inspired actions there were no inspired actions there was okay what do i need to do to make money how do i need to do it and as time went on i started making money and i felt empty and so i became very addicted to the money and the lifestyle but never had the passion and so i'm finding myself at this stage of my life you know wrestling between that that predictable, you know, systematic approach to creating a company, um, you know, to create products, et cetera. But also recognizing now that I don't want to do anything that doesn't have inspiration and excitement. So what's the big lesson that you learned? Because here's what I feel like it is, if I can stick my uh, two cents in. I feel like act one, you chose to chase a dollar. And act two, you're you're choosing to step into things that light you up and joy. Yeah, I th- I think so. And I think I think here's the uh, here's the lesson, you know, it's it's very it's very work hard play hardy, but the the lesson for me is that somehow in my brain I have linked up that you can't make money doing what it is that you love. And I think that belief has driven me out of the passion game and into more through throughout the course of my life has led me to make decisions based on business exclusively and not based on inspiration. And now I'm at a place in my life where my the ROI that I'm looking for is happiness. And so, you know, whether that ROI, you know, turns out to be $100,000 a year or $100 million a year, the ROI I want is happiness. It's not the money. It's the happiness. That said, I'm also a guy that loves money. And I'm also a guy that wants to, because I know what money can do and I know the impact it can have. So now I'm learning how to do what I love and make money at it. 
So what would your message be to little Robbie back in Queens, 18, 20 years old, if you could go back and tell him, you know, I'm coming from the future. <laughs> this is big Robbie. What would, what would you tell him? That the, that the, if you had to pick one criteria to determine what you're going to go into, you will fail if you make that criteria money. And by fail, I don't mean fail at making money because you probably will get the money because it's what you want. But you will fail at life because you will be mindlessly spending. You don't realize how many freaking years, like I just come off of 25 years. That was a quarter of my life, you know, in that profession. And you don't realize that if you're, if what you're after is money, you may get it but you're not going to achieve the level of fulfillment and insight and power is not going to move to you. In other words, I, in 25 years, when I look back on that career, I had almost no creative insight. Like the chairs in my office never changed. The sign outside my store, you know, my office never changed. The front desk girl was like a piece in the museum. She never changed. Like it was Groundhog's Day. There was no innovation, innovate, all those, all those iteras, right? There was <laughs> none of those things where when I see companies now, there's, you know, companies, you know, they're like, they're doing this one year and the next year they're rolling out a new thing. And like, you know, you mentioned Lewis House at the beginning of this, right? So Lewis, you know, starts and he's doing this and then it morphs into, you know, we all know the history of his podcast. He started with LinkedIn and then he morphed into a podcast. And then, and then two then- books and now, now a documentary because he's, he's constantly trying to give the audience what they want. He's trying to um, satisfy um, a need that's inside of him to get his message out in different ways. I didn't have any of that. Like it was literally just me showing up. What's wrong with your neck? What's wrong with your back? and let me let me do you know what i do and how much money can i get for this as a career and i justified it for a lot of years saying i'm you know i'm providing a good service and you but went there, to school for this but there was no and you were you were a i was and all, th- this is business. this is why it makes it so difficult because none of this is wrong right i got the degree i was good at what i did i made money but that X factor, that thing inside of you, that that spark that causes you to just go, oh, I got an idea. Oh, we should do that. Oh my God, why don't we, let's do a big, you know, like we just bumped None in, of that. We just bumped into a chiropractor on the beach. The guy loves doing what he's doing. He's like, I'm doing events for chiropractors and they come to England and I show them- He should be doing it. He should be doing it. And, and you should be here. And I should be here. So, so what's the lesson that you've learned and what would be the overall theme in your TED Talk? It would be to, you know, you've heard this before, but it would be to follow your passion. It would be to follow, follow the thing that excites you and... Don't chase the dollar. Don't chase the dollar, but also like everything else, not chasing the dollar doesn't mean that you shouldn't consider how you make money with it. You should, and you should try and make a shit ton of money, but make a shit ton of money doing the thing that you love to do and not do something to just make a shit ton of money because you're going to come up empty. I love it. I think that was great. Well, there you go, kids. Happy Friday. Goodbye, people. 
All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 